بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين خطز جسنت a subdivision of the Sheikh Eid bin Muhammad Al Thani Charity Association is pleased to present to you this series of lectures from the book entitled Minhaj Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah Fil Aqidah Wal Amal the methodology of the people of Sunnah in matters of creed and actions by a Sheikh Muhammad ibn Salih ibn Uthaymeen Rahimahullah Tape number one discuss the following topics the importance of al-ilm knowledge the status of the people of knowledge and the sources of knowledge in the Islamic Sharia ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يذلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله Verily the praise belongs to Allah, we praise Him, seek His assistance and forgiveness, and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the evil consequences of our deeds. Whoever Allah guides, there is no one that can lead him astray, and whoever Allah leads astray, there is no one that can guide him. I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone and that he has no partners or associates and I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his slave servant and his messenger. We'd like to begin this morning uh, with an introduction to the course in Al-Aqidah Al-Islamiyyah the Islamic belief system or Islamic creed and the general topic that we will be discussing in this course can be entitled Aqeedah Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah Aqeedah to Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah the creed or the Islamic belief system of the people of Sunnah the Muslim bodies who follows the Sunnah, the general Muslim body who followed the Sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, and who stuck, stuck together or stand together as a group or a united body. The Aqeedah of the Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah has been discussed and written about in many books by the earliest generations of the Muslim scholars until today. And many of those books which have been written are preserved in the Arabic language and some of them have even been translated into English, some of which inshallah we will uh, make a listing of for uh, general references. This morning uh, we would like to make just a general introduction for this course which is related to 
the importance of knowledge and the status of the people of knowledge and perhaps in passing mentioning some of the sources from which the Islamic knowledge is taken. I would like to begin by mentioning the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Zumr chapter 39 verse 9 in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us to know the high status of respect and honor that Allah has given to the people of knowledge the distinction between the people of knowledge those who know and those who do not know in this verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says أَمَّنْ هُوَ قَانِتٌ أَنَا اللَّيْلِ سَاجِدًا وَقَائِمًا يَحْذَرُ الْآخِرَةِ وَيَرْجُ رَحْمَةَ رَبِّهِ قُلْ هَلْ يَسْتَوِ الَّذِينَ يَعْلَمُونَ وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ إِنَّمَا يَتَذَكَّرُ أُولُ الْأَلْبَابِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places in front of us the question are those who are qanitun ana al-layl yani those who are in obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout the night sajidan prostrating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in prayer qaiman standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in worship يَحْذَرُ الْآخِرَةِ Fearing the next life وَيَرْجُوا رَحْمَةَ رَبِّهِ And hoping for the mercy of his Lord Are those who are in this condition Standing and bowing and frustrating And fearing the next life And hoping for the mercy of their Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks Are they equal to those who are not doing so? قُلْ هَلْ يَسْتَوِ الَّذِينَ يَعْلَمُونَ وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Are they equal those who have knowledge, those who know, and those who do not know, those who do not have knowledge? Are they equal? Obviously, the answer to this question is that the people of knowledge and the people who do not have knowledge are not equal. إِنَّمَا يَتَذَكَّرُوا أُولُوا الْأَلْبَابِ Verily, those the people of understanding are those who take heed to this point the meaning of this verse is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking the question the answer to which is well known are those who are standing and frustrating in fear of Allah and hope for his reward are they like those who have went astray from his path and who are not working or not worshipping him Verily those who know the difference between these two are those who have knowledge. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making us to know that there is no equality between those who have knowledge and those who do not have knowledge. Also the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Fatir chapter 35 verse 28 That verily only those who have fear of Allah from amongst his servants they are only uh, those who have knowledge the ulama 
the scholars, the people of ilm, from amongst the slaves, servants of Allah, they are the only ones who have real khashya or consciousness and awareness and fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala limits, limits the description of those who have fear of Him to only to those who have knowledge? إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهِ Verily only those fear Allah min ibadihi from His servants who are the people of knowledge, al-ulama. That means that those who fear Allah the way He should be feared, who have consciousness of the reality of their relationship to their Creator, are those, the ulama, the people of knowledge, those who, the more their knowledge of the greatness and glory and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is increased, the more they know about His characteristics of perfection and His names, His beautiful names, His lofty and exalted names, the more they know this, the more complete is their knowledge, the more complete would be their consciousness and fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the scholars from amongst the students of the Sahaba, from amongst the students of the Sahaba, the Tabi'i Al-Hasan Al-Basari Rahimahullah, he said, Al-Alam Man Khashiya Ar-Rahman Bil-Ghayb, that the Alam, the scholar, is the one who fears Ar-Rahman, who fears Allah, while, while he is يعني, absent. يعني, that means, even though we don't see Allah, nonetheless, the one who has knowledge, who has true knowledge, fears Allah even though he doesn't see Him. And he has hope of that which Allah encouraged us to have hope of, and yani his reward in the next life. And he avoids or abandons that which earns the displeasure of Allah. And after this statement, Al-Hasan al-Basri rahimahullah recited this verse, إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهِ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ That verily only the scholars are the ones who have true consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And finally, from amongst the many verses in Qur'an that show us the great status, the respected position of the scholars and the people of knowledge and those who seek knowledge. And the Prophet said that every Muslim should seek knowledge. In fact, he said that it is an obligation. It is an obligation on every Muslim to seek knowledge in the hadith which is authentically reported from him in which he said, That seeking knowledge is a faridah. It is an obligation, a mandatory duty upon every Muslim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayah in Surah Ali Imran chapter 3 verse 18 makes us to know the high status of the people of knowledge for those who possess knowledge in his saying Shahid Allahu annahu la ilaha illa huwa wal malaikatu wa ulul ilm qaiman bil khisq la ilaha illa huwa al aziz al hakim Shahid Allah أنه لا إله إلا هو that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bears witness and gives testimony Shahid Allah to the fact that there is nothing which deserves to be worshipped except Him والملائكة وعول العلم and also the angels and those who possess علم the people of knowledge they also 
bear witness to the fact that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone. Here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala testifies that He alone deserves to be worshipped and the testimony of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sufficient. There is no need for anyone else to testify to that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already testified to. He is the most truthful of those who testify and the most just and He is the most truthful in speech. And when he said, La ilaha illa huwa, it means that nothing has the right to be worshipped by all of the creatures except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After mentioning the testimony of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of his own testimony, then he combined or joined the testimony of the angels and the ulul ilm, the scholars, the ulama, those who possess knowledge. He combined or joined his testimony to their testimony saying that not only does he himself testify to the fact that he alone deserves to be worshipped, but also he says that the angels also testify and the people who possess knowledge also testify. And this is a special distinction for the angels and for the people of knowledge, especially that the testimony of the people of knowledge has been joined to the testimony of the angels and the testimony of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself. This again shows the status, the high status of the people who possess knowledge. And the reason why it is of importance here, the possession of knowledge, because testimony without knowledge is of no benefit. And whoever testifies to something without having knowledge of it, then their testimony is actually worthless. It has no value. And this is proven by the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an in Surah Al-Zukhruf chapter 43 verse 86 That those who call on other than Allah, they will not have any ability to intercede, to make a shafa'ah for anyone. إِلَّا مَنْ شَاهِدَ بِالْحَقِّ وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ Except those who testify to truth, except those who testify to truth while they know. Yani the testimony is only accepted from those who have knowledge. And Ibn Kathir, Al-Hafiz Ibn Kathir, in his tafsir of the Qur'an, said that the exception of those who Allah would allow to intercede on the Day of Judgment, the exception is for those who shahida bilhaq, who testify to the truth, that is to the tawheed or the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and act in accordance with it, wahum ya'lamun, and they know, and they know what they are testifying to. Yani their testimony is based on knowledge. Otherwise, if somebody testifies to anything without knowledge, then what is the benefit of their testimony while they have no true knowledge? Also another proof of the importance of knowledge is the fact that the shahada that anyone enters Islam upon the saying of La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it has conditions for its acceptability and of the first and most important of those conditions is knowledge yani that the person has to have knowledge of what is the meaning of La ilaha illallah otherwise what is the benefit of their testifying that Allah alone deserves to be worshipped while they have no knowledge of the meaning of what they say the scholars of Islam said that the conditions or the shuroot of La ilaha illallah are seven Al-ilm wal-yaqeen Al-sidq wal-ikhlas Al-qubool wal-inqiyad wal-mahabba knowledge and certainty truthfulness 
and sincerity, acceptance and submission and love. That a person should have knowledge of the meaning of La ilaha illallah, they should be certain about its meaning, they should say it truthfully and sincerely for the sake of Allah alone, they should accept whatever comes with it, and they should be in willing submission to that which is expected of the one who says such a statement, and they should love that statement and all that it includes. And these conditions of La ilaha illallah, we will discuss inshallah in some future lectures, but the important thing here is to know that even for the acceptance of our statement of La ilaha illallah, there are conditions, and the first and most important of them is that the person makes that statement based on knowledge, and the proof of that is the saying of the Prophet ﷺ, which was reported by the great companion Uthman ibn Affan, the third Khalifa of the Muslims, anhu. He reported a hadith that is collected in the Sahih of Muslim, in which it is reported that the Prophet ﷺ said, "Man mata wa huwa ya'lam an la ilaha illallah." That whoever dies while he knows, he has knowledge, he has knowledge of the meaning of La ilaha illallah, then he will enter the paradise. And also the dua of the Prophet in which he supplicated, he said, Allahumma inni as'aluka ilman nafi'an. Oh Allah, I ask of you beneficial knowledge. Beneficial knowledge, not any knowledge but the knowledge which is of importance and gives status to the one who possesses it is beneficial knowledge. Yani the knowledge of the Qur'an and the knowledge of the Sunnah of the Prophet wasallam and that which is derived from it. And also the statement of the Prophet wasallam, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ilmin la yansa'u wa min amadin la yursa'u wa min du'a'in la yusma'u That, O oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from knowledge which has no benefit and from deeds which are not raised up to you and from a supplication which is not heard. The important thing here is that the Prophet ﷺ in the affirmative asked Allah for beneficial knowledge. Allahumma inni as'aluka ilman nafiyan. Beneficial knowledge. And also in the negative he asked Allah or he sought refuge in Allah from knowledge which has no benefit. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ilmin la yansa'u. I seek refuge in you from knowledge which has no benefit. We should be aware from this that it is important to seek knowledge, but the knowledge we are seeking is beneficial knowledge, and the beneficial knowledge is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and what the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, and what the scholars said based on the proofs from the saying of Allah and the saying of the Messenger of Allah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Uh, also related to the importance of knowledge and the place of the people of knowledge is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Wal-Asr Inna al-Insana lafi khusr Illa al-Ladheena amanu wa'amilu al-Salihat Watawasaw bil-Haqqi Watawasaw bil-Sabr From this chapter, the scholars of Islam discuss in the explanation and tafsirs of this chapter that it contains four main points the first of them uh, Al-Iman and that these are necessary essential ingredients for the success of a person in this world and in the next yani, by the time verily all people are in law 
accept the only people who accepted from being lost, who would, the only people who would be saved from destruction are the people who contain four characteristics. الَّذِينَ amanu, Those who believe وَعَمَلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And who do good deeds وَتَوَسَوْ بِالْحَقِّ And enjoying the truth of Paul or make da'wah to that which is true وَتَوَسَوْ بِالصَّبْرِ And those who are patient in that which they will be confronted with in their call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first of these, Al-Iman Billah Amanu. The Iman requires knowledge. How can a person believe in Allah except that they have knowledge of Allah, knowledge of the Deen of Allah, knowledge of the Book of Allah, and knowledge of the Messenger of Allah. And the second of them is doing good deeds, Al-Amal As-Sali, practicing that knowledge after knowing it. And this is important for us to know that we are seeking knowledge not just to collect knowledge, but we are seeking knowledge in order to implement it in our lives, to practice it in our lives, and also to call others to it. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, to enjoin the truth, that means to make da'wah, to call the people to that which you came to know and that which you yourself practice, then call others to it, and then to be patient in the course of that da'wah. Al-Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah, the great scholar of fiqh and scholar of hadith and one of the most well-known and most knowledgeable and righteous of the scholars of Islam. Al-Imam al-Shafi'i, Muhammad ibn Idris al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah, said concerning this chapter al-Asr, لو ما أنزل الله حجة على خلقه إلا هذه الصورة لكفتهم that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had not revealed any other hujjah, any other proof to his creatures except this simple small three verse chapter, if he had not revealed anything more than this, it would have been sufficient for them. Uh, some of the scholars said concerning this statement of Imam al-Shafi'i that his meaning here is not that this chapter is sufficient for the Muslims for the people concerning all of the matters of their life, but it is sufficient to encourage them to hold on to the deen of Allah, to believe in Allah, and to do good deeds, and to call to righteousness, and to be patient in the trials that they would suffer while they are practicing the deen of Allah and calling to it. And in this chapter, it would have been sufficient as an encouragement and an inspiration and a motivation for them if they understood its meaning. It would have encouraged them to avoid the punishment of Allah and to strive to seek the reward of Allah as Jannah. Al-Imam Al-Bukhari, Muhammad ibn Ismail ibn Ibrahim, Al-Bukhari, Rahimahullah, the author of the famous book of Hadith, the most authentic of the books of Hadith, and the most authentic book after the book of Allah, after the Qur'an, the Sahih of Al-Bukhari. Al-Imam Al-Bukhari in his Sahih says, he opens one of the chapters with the saying, Babun al-ilmu qabla al-qawli wal-amali, wal-dalilu qawluhu ta'ala, sa'alam annahu la ilaha illallah, wa-staghfir li-dhamdik. Al-Imam al-Bukhari opened one of his chapters and he entitled that chapter with the title, the heading, chapter Al-Ilmu, Knowledge, Qabla al-Qawli wal-Amal Precedes speech and action Before anyone may speak, before they may fall to that which is good, before they may supplicate Allah, before they may make dua, before they may make zikr before they may say anything and before they may act doing any action whether prayers 
or hajj or umrah or fasting or any good deeds, before speaking and before action, a person must possess knowledge. Al-ilmu qabla al-qawli wal-amali. It is important that we seek knowledge because our saying and our practices, if based on ignorance, will be of no benefit. And the proof that knowledge precedes action is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Muhammad, the verse 19, chapter 47, فَعْلَمْ First, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the people to know, know that there is nothing which deserves to be worshipped except Allah. Then you may do actions. The action is seeking forgiveness for your sins. Yeah, knowledge comes first and then action follows. This uh, proof that Imam al-Bukhari has used here, it is a proof from the Qur'an. And there are also numerous proofs from the Sunnah. And there are also rational proofs, such as the fact that Actions and deeds are not accepted unless they are fulfilling two conditions. The first of them is that it has to be done purely for Allah alone with ikhlas, sincerity, and the second of them is that it has to be in agreement or in accordance with the sharia, with the Islamic law, with the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So whoever doesn't have knowledge cannot be sure that their actions or their speech will be in accordance with the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and therefore the only way that one can be assured that their actions or their speech will be accepted is that they have knowledge of what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam instructed us with in terms of actions and in terms of speech. So it is important for many, for these reasons and many others that we are serious and sincere in seeking knowledge and make every effort to seek the beneficial knowledge, the correct knowledge, the knowledge that is primarily, first and foremost, from the Qur'an and from the Sunnah. Uh, seek that knowledge, ascertain as much of it as possible, practice whatever we learn, and call others to it. Finally, uh, the last thing that I want to mention uh, before concluding our introductory work is that the sources of knowledge in Islam, as I alluded to, are primarily the Qur'an and Sunnah. Yani the Book of Allah, the Qur'an, and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Sunnah, it has many, the word Sunnah in Arabic language, and in the technical terminology of the scholars of Islam, has many meanings. The broadest meaning of As-Sunnah is As-Tariqah. And it is even the literal meaning of As-Sunnah, As-Tariqah. And here we mean by tariqah the way, the manner of doing things as it was exemplified by the Prophet And everything that he said and everything that he did and whatever he allowed others to do in his presence or that he came to know about and he didn't correct it. All of this is included in his sunnah. What he said, what he did and what he approved of. This sunnah or way of the Prophet ﷺ, it is obligatory on the Muslims to follow it as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Qur'an لَقَدَ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْضِ اللَّهُ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرَةٌ That definitely you have a most excellent example or a perfect example, the best model in the Messenger of Allah 
for anyone who has hope in Allah in the last day. Yeah, and the example or the model for us to follow is the example of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he, it has been reported in authentic hadith in Al-Bukhari and Muslim that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnati al-Kulafa al-Rashidin al-Mahdiyin min ba'di that it is obligatory on you to follow my sunnah and the sunnah of the rightly guided khalifas who would come after me and in another place he said Man raghiba an sunnati falaysa minni whoever doesn't desire or is not pleased with my sunnah then he is not of me, he is not from me these hadith and many others and many ayahs of the Qur'an make us to know the importance of the sunnah the Qur'an and the sunnah are the primary sources of Islamic knowledge and they are also secondary sources such as al-ijma' or the consensus of the Muslim scholars al-qiyas or analogy or comparison based on the text from Qur'an and Sunnah the urf or the customs of the people the amal ahl Medina the practices of the people of Medina and so on the secondary sources are many the important thing is that the primary sources of the Islamic knowledge of the Qur'an and Sunnah and this is what we will rely upon primarily not necessarily the opinions of men but we will primarily rely upon the text of Qur'an and Sunnah as it was understood by the companions of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam yani the Sahaba how they understood the Qur'an and how they understood the Sunnah since they were the students and the direct followers of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then we will go to the Qur'an and we will go to the Sunnah and the understanding of Sahaba and we will take from the scholars of Islam including the four Imams and those Imams and scholars who were before them and those who came after them as long as their proofs or their positions or their statements or their beliefs are based on the Qur'an and the Sunnah and the understanding of the Sahaba Al-Imam al-Shafi'i in closing Al-Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah says Amantu billahi وبما جاء عن الله وعلى مراد الله وأمنت برسول الله وبما جاء عن رسول الله على مراد رسول الله that I believe in Allah and whatever has come from Allah in the way that it was intended by Allah and I believe in the messenger of Allah and whatever has come from the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam according to how it was intended by the Messenger of Allah this is important for us to know that whatever has come from Allah and His Messenger it is obligatory on us to follow it whoever deviated from it went astray whoever adhered to it would be saved and they would be on the right path but it is important that what came from the Qur'an and Sunnah should be understood as it was intended by Allah and as it was intended by the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam This is uh, what we wanted to say concerning the importance of knowledge and the status of the people of knowledge, the scholars, the ulama and also the primary sources from which the Islamic knowledge is taken Our course is Al-Aqidah dealing with the Islamic belief system and we will talk about that more in the coming lecture where we will explain the definition of Al-Aqidah and the importance of Aqidah and who are the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah the names that they have been referred to by the uh, primary methodology that they followed in seeking knowledge and in understanding the deen 
as well as the peculiar or significant and outstanding or distinguishing characteristics of the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah. And inshallah, in the following lecture, we will begin the study of uh, the text of a book which explains the methodology of the Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah in reference to some of the important points of Aqidah and important points uh, of how to understand the deen and as well inshallah if there's time before the end of the course we may also discuss yani, at least briefly the arkan of Iman, the six pillars of Iman and some other significant issues related to Aqidah. Inshallah our methodology uh, in this course will be that we will uh, have some kind of handout sheet that we will give out uh, inshallah weekly concerning the outline of the points that we will cover and some of the references that we may use and as well uh, we will have an examination at the end of the at the end of the course and perhaps if possible we will try to include some questions with each lecture with each handout paper so that the examination at the end of the course will be based upon or taken directly from those questions. So whoever is able to answer the questions at the end of each lecture, inshallah, would find it easy to answer the questions at the end of the course. Uh, today what we want to do, just to kind of get an idea of the level of the students, since we have a new group of students with us this morning, to get an idea of the level of the students and the area where we need to concentrate more upon uh, I have prepared just a, a very small uh, quiz which is not meant to uh, grade anyone but it is just meant to get a general idea of the level of the students and no one needs to put their name on the quiz paper there's no need to put your name but it's just a general uh, Yani, it's just a, a manner of knowing the level of the students, so if everyone can take one of those uh, sheets of paper which has 11 questions concerning uh, Al-Aqidah, which is related to this course, and these questions are related to some of the topics that we will discuss during the, uh, the, the following weeks. We will discuss these topics, and just so that we will have an idea um, where the shortcomings or where are the strengths of the students so that we can benefit uh, the group more if everyone can just quickly write the answers to these questions on the question sheet uh, as briefly as possible and in clear handwriting as possible so that it will be easy for me to read. We have about 15 minutes so just take only one minute for each question and write in one word or one sentence uh, the answers to these questions. Reading from your brothers of Qatar's guest center, a subdivision of the Sheikh Eid bin Muhammad Al Thani Charity Association. Telephone number 4862390. Fax 4862358. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim The Prophet frowned and turned away Because there came to him the blind man interrupting
But what would make you perceive, O Muhammad, that perhaps he might be purified? Or be reminded, and the remembrance would benefit him. As for he who thinks himself without need, to him you give attention. And not upon you is any blame if he will not be purified. But as for he who came to you striving for knowledge, while he fears Allah, from him you are distracted. No, indeed, these verses are a reminder. So whoever wills may remember it. It is recorded in honored sheets. Exalted and purified. Carried by the hands of messenger angels. Noble and dutiful. Destroyed is man, how disbelieving is he. From what substance did he create him? From a sperm drop he created him and destined for him. Then he eased the way for him. Then he causes his death and provides a grave for him. Then when he wills, he will resurrect him. No, man has not yet accomplished what he commanded him. Then let mankind look at his food. How we poured down water in torrents. Then we broke open the earth, splitting it with sprouts. And caused to grow within it grain. And grapes and herbage. And olive and palm trees. And gardens of dense shrubbery. 
and fruit and grass. As enjoyment for you and your grazing livestock. But when there comes the deafening blast, on the day a man will flee from his brother and his mother and his father and his wife and his children. For every man that day will be a matter adequate for him. Some faces that day will be bright. Laughing, rejoicing at good news. And other faces that day will have upon them dust. Blackness will cover them. Those are the disbelievers, the wicked ones. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. When the sun is wrapped up in darkness, and when the stars fall dispersing, and when the mountains are removed, and when full-term she-camels are neglected, and when the wild beasts are gathered, and when the seas are filled with flame, and when the souls are paired, and when the girl who was buried alive is asked, for what sin she was killed, and when the pages are made public, and when the sky is stripped away, and when hellfire is set ablaze, and when paradise is brought near, a soul will then know what it has brought with it. So I swear by the retreating stars those that run their courses and disappear
And by the night as it closes in. And by the dawn when it breathes. That indeed, the Quran is a word conveyed by a noble messenger. Who is possessed of power and with the owner of the throne, secure in position. Obeyed there in the heavens and trustworthy. And Prophet Muhammad is not at all mad. And he has already seen Gabriel in the clear horizon. And Muhammad is not a withholder of knowledge of the unseen. And the Quran is not the word of a devil expelled from the heavens. So where are you going? It is not except a reminder to the world. For whoever wills among you to take a right course. And you do not will except that Allah wills, Lord of the worlds. <laughs>